Hmm. Oh, I need a stat. I need to do a stat block quick. <laughs> get oh, what? Wait a second. What? 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 I said too much. So if Quill dies today, uh, I'll just be making bananas foster until I get to replace him with an actual character. <laughs> I have a host of backup characters. Not all of them are fleshed out or have even remotely fleshed out backstories, but I've been playing around with a few. I've been dabbling with the uh, Winged Artificer would be a really fun character to have. And I, I just I just love alternate races. Um it just like the new uh fairy race um that came out with uh uh was it Beyond the Witchlight, I think is what that's called. Well uh and then there's the new rabbit race. Heron gone. The hare, yeah, the rabbits. Did you see the the one that uh, they just released? I think today was some sort of owl. What? <laughs> I just saw one released on Twitter today. Or it was a Twitter Instagram, but it's like an owl race. I think Kenku... And like an owl, an owl. Racial, racial feature can turn head backwards. <laughs> what do you call a racial feature like that? Battle awareness? <laughs> can turn my head backwards. Bendy neck? Twisty <laughs> I'm is it did it come up with like a source book or something? I think they were teasing something that they're working on. <gasps> Strixhaven. That's the one I think, Steve, that has the owls. Because there's an owl right on <laughs> the Harry Potter. Oh yeah, they are making the Harry Potter book. I forgot oh, about they? that. Is that is that Strixhaven? Well it's Strixhaven. Strixhaven is the Magic the Gathering equivalent of Harry Potter. An owl in. That's what it's called. Can we get on to the Pumpkin Massacre? Thank everyone for popping in to listen to In Absentia, and I believe we are actually on episode 24, Pumpkin Pie in Your Eye. I'm Steve. I'm the GM tonight. I'll be running the show more or less. Also helping me tell the story this evening. I have these delightful folks that are sharing the sound space with me. I've got Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. I play Degret the Dragonborn Sorcerer. And John. John, 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 space. I'm John, and I play Quill, the Tabaxi Wizard. And Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. I play the Kenku Rogue Story. Tonight, of course, we will continue where we left off. Who would like to pick up here and do our delightful recap for us? Happy to. We started the last session in this pumpkin patch of these funky pumpkins that were larger than normal and kind of weird and 
pulsing vines. The vines didn't look natural necessarily. Or where we think we're rescuing this young girl, Sphirna, who we've been looking for. And the pumpkins started accosting us, and we had to um, make some pumpkins die, basically. You would say we were smashing pumpkins? I was avoiding that, but you nailed it. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> and it was not smooth jams. Anyway, we get into this door that is at the end of this path that's surrounded by pumpkins, and close the door behind us, and then slowly realize, this is no mine. It's a tomb. And there's blood on the walls, and there is, a, I believe, a mine cart, because it is a mine, and uh, there's drag marks, like dried blood and dirt getting drug, and that was kind of the cliffhanger we left off on. I wonder if we're going to be fighting, fighting some zombies. Zombies. E. 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 Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just in your head. In your head. We had gone into this mine system. Essentially, uh, kind of, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say retreating from this pumpkin patch, but certainly, hopefully heading towards where the, uh, where the danger is stemming from. And I'm, Really hoping that you're all on board for this. Um, trying to kill John slowly here with these puns. <laughs> Not that I have a list of about 30 different pumpkin puns that I'm working on. Uh, pumpkins? You really missed that one. <laughs> pumpkins. Anyhow. No, I'll, I'll try to cut back on the, on the puns a little bit. But... Why? That's not what the people have come for. That's what they come to Uber Geek Media and In Absentia for is the the pun related content. That people sure. eat pumpkin bread. Pumpkin pie. Pie. No, that's not gonna work. Let them enjoy their pumpkin spice lattes in peace. God damn it! If it, you know yeah. what? Don't yuck people's yum. If it's good, it's good. You know, you like it, you like it. As we said, we kind of closed off. I think everyone was inside the mine mm -hmm. now. Yep, yeah. everyone's in. And the door's yep. shut? Yep. Yeah, Wait, we shut what? the door behind us. Yeah. Yeah, you guys shut the door behind you. Do you not remember that? I don't remember that part. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in control of it, but that's... Like, like, Hold on, my tail is stuck in there. Wow. Well, we can't, like, put the thing back. So, like, it's not... It's, open. it's not we didn't lock it. We just shut it. Yeah. I'm, yeah it's just I'm a tabaxi. I need that feeling, that access. Just put a door stopper in there. I need that feeling, the, the ability to get out if needed. Okay, but are you also, like, do you also have the cat trait that if, like, the door is closed, the room just disappears? Yeah, no, it's, it's the outside world is gone now. What have you done? I'd be intrigued to see if Quill can fit into a box. Like, how big a box? Well, if he fits, he sits. Small box? I mean, I'm going to need dimensions. Exactly. I want to yeah. know exactly how small a box. Does Quill go liquid? They, I don't think they clarify that in the tabaxi rules, but I'm pretty sure tabaxi being of feline nature can kind of 
shift things around their collarbone pretty easy. In this world? <laughs> I was going to say, and, and we have established that it is canon that if, if you scritch right above his tail, his butt will try to go up, so. Wait, we don't remember that part either. It's incredibly awkward for everyone. We had a whole conversation about it, and Steve said it was canon. Uh, I've been here every episode, and I missed this. I think you blocked it out. I don't think you missed it. I think you blocked it. That's fair. I I think that's probably likely. As you enter in, you close this door with a clang. Dory would not clang a door. Okay, quiet. Like a soft. As you look around, it is dim lighting. So actually, like mechanically, I think it would be darkness. But you all have dark vision, right? No? Uh, Dragonborns do not. None have. I think Tabaxi does. Tabaxi do. They do. I always have dark vision. (laughs) So the gecko has dark vision. Yeah, the desert gecko technically has dark vision. Yes. Um, it, being that it's dark, Ziggert does attempt, and it, the range is only, I think, 10 feet for pressure digitation, but he does attempt to light any candles or torches that might be on the wall. There would be kind of makeshift sconces with torches on, on the walls right next to the mine door. Uh, probably several of them. Okay. So if you wanted, you could grab one and take it with you. Um. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick one up. And actually, as we go, uh, I'm going to like every little bit. I'm just kind of flicking my wand. Uh, do I even need to do that for presentation? It is somatic. So I'm just kind of flicking my wand and lighting torches every 50 feet or so, assuming we continue in. OK. So I'll just kind of light things up then as we move. And I think a standard torch gives out, I don't remember, 20 or 30 feet of light. I have one in my inventory. I can check real quick. 20. 20. Okay. That's good to know. So as you progress down this mine tunnel, you do start to see these kind of clawed streaks where it was clear someone was dragged unwillingly along the mine floor next to the cart rail more and more beautiful as you start to progress through the mine you continue to see signs of struggle and streaks like hands soaked in blood that have been streaked along the lower part of the wall it was clearly someone fighting to escape something. And as you progress a couple hundred feet, well, maybe not a hundred feet, but probably 60, 70 feet, you come to a branch. And you see that the tracks split off. And there's a switch next to the tracks to switch the rail line from one way to the other. Do you guys want to go straight or off to the tunnel to the right? Which way does the blood go? Straight. 
and that's the way that we should probably go. Yeah, Ziggert goes. Um, we'll the uh, drag marks go this way. So, suppose we follow that, hey? Story does a very like go first. You go. Yeah, sure. No problem. Unless there's signs of, you know, that little girl traveling the other direction. Yes, I, I think that's the way we go. Um, actually, yeah, that's a good point. Ziggert kind of, it's like, well, it's possible that uh, these drag marks aren't quite related to her. So I'm going to look around for a second. Can we investigate? Absolutely can. Yeah, can I do like a perception check just to kind of look around to see if there's any other signs of what direction? Oh, can we per- perceive instead? You can roll a perception. You could roll if you want to do investigation or a uh, survival check to look for any tracks or signs. Well, my survival would be a four because I rolled a natural one. Nice. You really. Really coming out swinging tonight, aren't you, Mark? Well, I mean, I'm pulling no punches. Uh, let's see. Okay, so story with your perception of 12. Yes. It, you can't in exactly see how long ago or perceive how long ago things have been moved, but it, it does look like there is a clear, well-worn path uh, in the dirt of people walking and also the tracks themselves seem to be like well scraped by the wheels from the mine carts going oh, forward in both directions oh, in both directions mhm i'm not picking up shit here um story what do you see i point that out ah yeah there's marks here all right i don't know if quills here because he's not oh, by us uh do we leave quill behind did we tell? Did we tell? Did we tell Quill that we are going forward? I think we left Quill. There he is. Oh, hi, Quill. No, no. Hi. Just walked away. As you think about, um, I don't really necessarily know if any of you would have the background to know how these mines would have been laid out. I don't know if my background fits that. Mine's more about like being outside, not really in caves and stuff. Probably. I still do. I think. Yeah, mine wouldn't apply to that. I was going to say, mine is criminal and spy. I can give good reason why story might yeah. know a little bit about no. mines. No, that's okay. But yeah, mine's more about like knowing the general, ter- like reading the terrain I'm able to see and judge. Here's about where settlements are or food and stuff would be. Probably nothing to do with spelunking. Did Quill do an investigation? Quill did not. Quill's I guess Quill could attempt an investigation. My my feature is I know CD people. In my head, for some reason, I thought you meant like actually like CD, like compact disc people. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't know there was like a bootlegging scene in Turst. I don't remember discussing that in our zero session. Who uh, got a 13? You wouldn't steal a car. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a whole other department. It's fine. It, well, it, it makes sense. And her, her parents, who are the, the counterfeiters. I mean, lost 
paperwork. Um, so you, you have your gecko out, you said, right? I do, but I'm not really using it right now. I will, I will be very clear that when I use the, the feature to look through its size, I'm prepared. Yeah, I'm prepared and ready to fire magic off more than uh, focusing on staring through my gecko's eyes. Okay, with... You guys are not rolling that great tonight. I was unprepared for this. Not really. Always be prepared for us to roll like shit. <laughs> Quill, as you're kind of searching about and just using your senses, you kind of have this stronger rancid smell that is kind of wafting down the tunnel that goes straight. And it's the same rancid smell that the pumpkins gave off when you thwomped them. But you also smell like this kind of burnt metal smell to the path down to the right and food. But it doesn't seem like it's fresh food. It's it's stuff that's starting to turn. Forward smells like those pumpkins did outside. To the right. A forge? Like an old kitchen? Something metallic and food that way. Either way, uh, I, I don't really want to plan on going ahead first either. Uh, curiosity's been rather cruel to me today. That's fair. Oh, I don't have a problem getting whipped by any vines. We all rested up when we got in the door, so I feel all right. I move forward a little bit. Real. Uh, still having pumpkin pie after this. Story goes, food or monsters? Which ones do you want to go for? And continue down the hall. The main. Going straight, and as I see in the uh, VTT. Yeah. Okay. As we progress, you start seeing the vines on the ground again. From the pumpkins outside. And it seems like they're starting to kind of intertwine and get thicker. Crossbow out. And starting to create this kind of dense mat along the bottom of the path. Uh, definitely not a serviceable mine anymore. Story is very specifically trying to not st- step on them. Do I have to say that I, of course, went and grabbed my bolts from the pumpkins that I could? I think we can safely assume that you did collect as many of the bolts as you could, yeah. Assume that that's a part of it? Okay. Could you all do a dexterity check for me? Four. That is a nine. I got a natural 20 for a 25. So, Zigrit and Quill, both of you stumble and fall in this thick mat covering the ground. As you impact... Some of the vines that are crawling up the walls start to curve in towards you. They're not twitching or like snapping like the vines that were attached Mm -hmm. to the pumpkins did, but they are quite clearly like moving in towards you. Story, you see this pretty immediately. And how do you react? 
both of your compatriots are now basically face flat on the ground. I try to assist them up. I'd probably go for Quill first. Just for funsies, let's do a quick initiative. I don't think that you have the same definition of fun <laughs> as the rest. It's funsies. It's different than fun. <laughs> I hit a 12. Yeah, that Z adds a whole new dynamic to it. I got a... I got a 24. I got a 16 total. 16. Story, you reach down and you aid Quill up. Is there anything that Quill would like to do as he is next? Um... It's not like full-on combat, mind you. I just want to keep you in initiative order I'll for this. Kind of scrabble away from the vines I tripped over. That's sufficient currently. They don't like. I don't hear these vines curling in to attack. Okay, and then Zigrit, you're on the ground. Yeah, I'm gonna panic a little bit and get up and cast Sword Burst around me, which is a cantrip that spins magical swords that do. I want to say force damage in a, in a loop around me. I will not even make you roll an attack roll for that. It would technically be a dexterity saving throw that whoever I'm casting against would, would have to do. Um, Let's say it's an automatic success. Okay. Um, wow, I rolled a six on a d6. So six damage. Does it hit us? No, you're. It's only a five foot radius. Oh, okay. And I think I'm far enough. Unless did Quill come up next to me? He did. <laughs> oh, Ziggert was on his face. Uh, sorry, Quill. It'd be a, a DC fourteen saving throw. If you succeed, you get you don't take any damage. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. Six damage. Quill takes some damage. And the most damage dealt tonight goes to... <laughs> so Quill does that and kind of like gets up, if he's able to, gets up off the ground and looks at Quill, probably a little bloody, and says, Oh, oh Quill, I'm so sorry. I panicked. Uh, uh, here, you want one of my potions? Yeah, yes, please. That would be very kind of you. I hand him my health potion that I think I just have the one. Yeah. It's just a regular health potion. As that sword burst branches out, it clears away the vines in your immediate vicinity in that five foot radius and just cuts right through them like butter. The ones that are closest however, are starting to reach out. They are very, very slow, though. Okay. How long do the sword things last? It's just an instant thing. Oh. Do you guys want to keep running up the tunnel? I look over at Quill and I say, um, probably uh, it potion will heal, heal your wounds there, mate. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. Should we keep moving forward? It's probably going to get more difficult, but I feel like it's the right path. We gave our word. We'll, we'll find this girl. Story's going to bring out her torch, go up to uh, Ziggurat, 
and just do the kind of nudge nudge. Uh, oh, right. Cast prestidigitation. Light it. And she's just going to see if she like the torch at the vines slowly. If they react. Do you go so far as to touch the vines? No, but with with the torch, with, to with be the clear, torch, like, like, do you poke them or, or do you just go near them? Does it get that close before they move? So once the torch gets close enough to the vines that you would think that they might start to light on fire, like the surface of them, you can see it charring a little bit as it gets within inches. And the vines start mm-hmm. to kind of pry back a little bit. He'll try to point that out that we should have our torches. Ziggurat's like, let me draw this. Um, is it possible that like, and, and it's totally cool if it's not that Ziggurat casts Firebolt just like ahead of yeah. him. Try, yeah, like burn a path and just kind of has a constant like just flicking Firebolts out in front of him as they walk. He's going to do that. It's great. Smile. The smile he just did. I know. I saw that. <laughs> but that's the Ziggurat's first inclination. I was going to say, Ziggurat didn't see the smile. Nope. But we did. <laughs> as soon as you flick your wand out and that firebolt, that little spark, shoots out into the vines, the vines immediately start to catch fire in this thick, acrid smoke starts to come up from them. And <laughs> it kind of seems to hang a little bit higher in the tunnel. But it does seem like the vines are shrinking away from wherever the firebolt hits. And they are burning abnormally fast. Uh, Smoke in a mine is a great thing. This is the wrong one. Wrong spell. Uh, and I'm going to switch to frostbite and see what that does. And Steve knocks out a total party <laughs> kill with carbon monoxide. <laughs> you see a canary in a cage and it dies. <laughs> oh no, in this scenario, Dory's the canary. I was going to say the lizard. <laughs> I was going to say Rava was. <laughs> That's horrifying in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, where exactly do you hit this fireball at, first of all? The firebolt would be like, so the five foot radius ahead of me is kind of where I had cleared the vines out. So uh, it'd be just ahead of quill, probably right about, uh, right about there. Double click there. Yeah. And then are you going to use this? What was the other spell? Sorry. Frostbite. So I saw the, like the smoke and realizing quickly, like, I don't want to kill a whole, uh, fill a whole cave full of this. So uh, to the right of it, I'm going to cast frostbite and see what it does. The the vines that are already on fire goes out. And the vines seem to settle. Like they stop moving. But beyond that, like you you succeed in stopping the spread of the fire. However, the vines just kind of stop. They're not shifting or, or moving slowly anymore. Uh, I try to put out the rest of the flames with with frostbite at the very least and say, all right, it was an experiment. Probably went poorly. The important thing is I realized it in adapted. It's science, right? Anyway, it looks like we'll probably just have to walk through this. Okay, I just want to put a mark here and that's going to be 
how far that little fire started to to spread. And it's out at this point. Okay. Okay. Wait a second. I'm in that. That weird smell there, Quill. Um, I burned some vines. It's all right. It, there it is. Put the fire out. It hasn't completely filled the tunnel yet. You can see it slowly drifting towards the entrance. I'll lead on a little far ahead here. Try to walk through the vines and kind of, if I can, kind of work my way up to this spot here. Okay. As the two of them step forward, Quill does not drink that potion, uh, but holds it in his left paw. Just holds onto it. And and then makes his way forward as well. As you move forward, you notice that the track splits off. But this time, you see drag marks coming from the fork that moves off to the left. and moving around the corner and converging with the current drag marks and all of them converge and head to the, the path that forks to the right. Story points that out and goes, you know, that's probably where it should go. To the right? Where the drag marks are. But yes, perception check instead. Yeah, I kind of want to determine like which is, seems to be the most viable path based on what we're seeing. Okay. Because you said there was stuff to the right too, correct? Yes, there's tracks. It branches off again. You see this switch or selector just off to the side of the tracks that lets you shift the tracks one way or the other. Were you in a a cart? And you see these bloody drag marks, like someone was forcefully removed, and several that were, especially with a a 14 perception, you would see some Mm -hmm. of them appear to have just been dragged, unconscious or not moving around this corner and down the the mine shaft to your right. I think that it's probably more people off to the left, but it looks like the drag marks actually head over to the right. Yeah, that's that's what I pointed at was the drag marks. Right. Well, there's drag marks on both sides here, and they start over on the left, and they actually converge over here this way to the right. Okay. So I think, I think there's another group of, victims that came from up the left and it looks like it's all corner heading off to the right here story goes uh, sorry to the right <laughs> cool put a paw like right paw on story's shoulder probably and kind of gesture to lead on and then command rava to pop down and trail up that left path a little bit okay probably about 100 feet 100 feet Sigurd just kind of starts walking to the right a little bit, um, not really knowing that Rava was sent off. Story would pat Quill's hand to, like, acknowledge, yes. I need to find a quick icon for Rava. Monster Blizzard. From the ones that come with this, I don't have that option. Um, Just throw something Lizard-like down there. No one will mind. I'm working on it, damn it. What is is that, a closet? (laughs) Dinosaur. Get a dinosaur. A raptor? I don't even have that many options. I'll have to put a dragonborn down. Uh, Rava is right there. Can you control that one? Yeah, you can. Yep. Okay. So 100 feet. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty far. As Rava travels down the path, and do you have her go on the ground or on the wall? Likely on the ground. 
kind of just curves up over the vines and back down. And well, there are more wall, there are more vines in the walls, right? Up about halfway up the wall. Oh, then ceiling it is. Okay. Yeah. So Rava fully spider manning this. Rava heads along the ceiling, heads down this hallway and sees an opening. How far is her vision in the dark? I believe 30 feet. So she sees a bloody spot where it was clear that a body sat and bled out. And right along the wall, it seems like this mine shaft is starting to open up into a larger area. Hmm. And the vines seem thicker here but no sign of any pumpkins or anything like that. As far as she can see into this larger area. And then, yeah, as soon as it reaches the, the like length, the distance length of me being able to see through her eyes, I'll just snap my fingers and summon her back and, and make a comment to everybody about there was, there was obviously a body off to the left. At some point. Um, I just mentioned it well, makes sense based on the drag marks. Kind of stop coming from that way. Um, should we continue down the right this way? As you continue down the tunnel, it seems unremarkable. And after a few minutes, it starts to kind of curve off. and. The mine shaft, which previously was about 20 feet wide, suddenly, just for a few seconds, you're staring into this larger dark space. The ceiling itself hasn't opened up or anything, but it's it's clear you're in a wider opening now. And the tracks go straight, or sorry, kind of northeast. And then off to the right, to the southeast, the bloody streaks continue to go straight. All of them. Ooh. You do me another survival roll for me, Ziggret. Uh, that's just an eight. You just see the or the dirt and dust at the bottom of this mine shaft is disturbed. You can't really tell why or what made it or what direction it was heading, but it seems odd. Yeah, I just kind of note that a little bit like it uh, pointed out the story. Um, Looks here, lock. Eh, it's hard to tell with all the vines around. It's something about the dirt here. It's just, it. it's churned over, you know? And I do... A perception check to see. I mean, she doesn't know a whole lot about dirt. Sure. You guys can roll an investigations okay. check. You can take a little extra time here if you want. Yeah, I'll let you, let you do that. I don't know if it's can I give her advantage, kind of helping her out a little bit, doing some investigation. Sure. I'll allow it. Because I need it. Twelve. Real rock stars tonight. Super good. She's super aware. As far as you can tell, with a 12, it seems like the ground was disturbed by a large moving object. 
that has kind of gone back and forth to the area to the northwest of. I mean, you follow the big thing this way, or you follow the drag marks the other way. Uh... And it's important to note here at this point, the wall opens up to the east and south. And you have this large open area ahead of you that you can't quite see the edge of. Story would for sure suggest, okay, you go to the bottom. I'll go up here, see how far the torchlight. What can we see? Right, I'll head over this way. I just kind of go about that far to the right. I'll match him. Story, can you roll another perception check for me? 14. As you look out into this open area, it does seem like this is another tunnel that leads to the northwest. You can see this largest disturbed area is also leading in that direction. You can't quite make out where it heads, though, Mm -hmm. like where it ends. You can't tell how far into the darkness it's going. Or anything, really. Now, oh, I got to zoom in a little bit because you guys are so tiny on this map. There we go. Ziggurat, Mm -hmm. you also, as you move into this area, you see that it is, in fact, and Story would see this too, three distinct tunnels or shafts. The one to the northwest has a downward cant to it. The one to the southeast heads kind of straight and level. And the one to the north and east has a downward gradient. And that is where the drag marks are leading you to the northeast, deeper so I kind of meander this way a little bit, just kind of spying on the drag marks, and I just kind of holler over the story. Oh, the drag marks head down the tunnel this way. Uh, what do you see over there? Big thing. Either goes down there or comes back. So she's going to ask, do we want to go find where people were abducted from or what abducted? people think what abducted them because it it seems i'd rather confront the thing that's in these caves and then look for people than have the chance of finding people and then getting sprung on i don't know quill Quill, what do you what do you suppose there's a turn of phrase in the desert that the first end of the pit is the first to find the viper. And that's um, the good and a bad thing. What we're looking for in here, I, I imagine it, is probably something like those pumpkins out there. If we're ready, then yes, let's let's go get a viper. You feel ready? Um, I'll hit you pretty hard there, back there. This is, uh, this, this is going to be my life. From now on, I'm going to be hit a lot harder than that. You ready to be hit again? 
if need be, yes. Not preferably not by you, please. But <laughs> no, it was an honest mistake. I'll make it up to you later. I'm very sorry. I've got it about that. Doris, mind you, she's got her torch, so she's having to sign like this. <laughs> I love the graphics, the view. Tucked into a crook of her elbow. Yeah. But she signs. And at this point, we like pretty simple. And I am assuming that if I sign a sign and they look at me, it, well, the cigarette looks at me weird. I will finger spell it. But I'll say, you know, remember, if you're dead. I'm one magic person down. I don't know actually how I would do that. It's an idiom. But you're like, I need two magic people you can't kill one right understood let's stick together um that means yourself also and she looks at quill you can't just let yourself die not really the plan no i will and ziggurat at this point kind of wanders over to nexus story kind of gearing up to head in that direction oh i'm leaning towards this way I prefer to know what I'm getting into rather than having danger find me. Especially if we find the girl first. I, she's stashed away. Yeah, rather have her escorted out of here safely than imagine if we have her and end up fighting this thing with her next to us. I don't want to drag a small girl into a fight. We're agreed then. Let's uh, head down toward the big, scary, whatever the hell this thing is. And I walk towards where the edge of that torchlight reaches and kind of... I, I go back and pick up Quill. Well, not pick up, but... Hold hold, hold up. Let's move you back here, Story. Ziggurat's leading. I did start walking that direction. God. Probably got to about so that Ziggurat, point. You get to about there. I would say I probably walked at the same pace as Story, so she probably is about where Quill is there. So something like that. Mm-hmm. So we have Ziggurat in the lead, Story and Quill about 10, 15 feet behind him. Yep. And as... We're going to fight the Great Pumpkin. I do have Rava back, just planted in between my ears. So, Ziggurat, as you're walking, you start to see, as you're moving, the tunnel starts to narrow down. And at the end of it, you see what looks like a partially worked wall at the end of the mine. Essentially, you've come to a dead end. But as you walk down this tunnel, out from this craggy area in front of you where there's some rubble, a long, worm-like creature shoots out of the darkness at you. Yeah. It has four wild tentacle-like appendages and a beak-like maw that fly at you. Does a... Mm -hmm, 22 hit. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. Mm. Uh, 10 damage. Ooh! And then it would be, since we are still in initiative order, it would be Story's turn. Um, 
Does Story see this? Story does. And let me just put this thing here. And then you guys see that now? Yeah. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. So (laughs) Story's going to quick check that Rava's between Quill's eyes. Yes. So she assumes if he's there that you can see. Um, So she's going to roll to the side. So that she doesn't hit Ziggurat. And she's going to hit it with her crossbow. Dear crossbow, where did you go? (laughs) Dear crossbow. Where did you go? This is story. (laughs) I miss you. Winters have been hard. So she's going to have technical difficulties with her crossbow. Does a 21 hit. It does hit. And it is in melee with someone else. Someone else. Sneak attack. So, first, 10 uh, piercing? Yes. Yep. And then, 8 sneak attack. Damn. And since I already took my finger off the chest piece, I'm going to forgo something that should have happened. (laughs) Fool. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And then it would be its turn. And... Oh god, it's faster than I am. (laughs) And it is latched onto Ziggurat right now. And it is going to attack again. This time, it's just going to use its beak, which it should have actually, but it was able to do last turn and I did it, was that a surprise round that it got? Yes. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, does a 13 hit? Does not. Whew. Duck out of its beak. Jesus. I mean, bomb it. I think it's going to try to turn tail because it took a pretty heavy hit and it's going to try to hide in these rocks over here. I get an opportunity attack. You do. Um, I just have my. I actually just have an unarmed strike, so but I'm going to take it. <laughs> I would, yeah. Natural 20. Nice. <laughs> so we're going to put him back over here for a second. Until yeah, but I mean, I, I do four damage because it's just my strength modifier plus one, I think. So, and then times two, which would be four damage. Okay. It really smarts. Uh, it because I don't have Sentinel, it can still move. Sentinel is the one that stops yeah, it from moving. I just moved it. The rest of okay. its movement. Okay, so it hides between. You see this largish stone pillar, and it makes it back behind that, and you see this trail of ichor in its wake, and then it is Quill's turn. Probably hearing this thing move, Quill will take a few, like, ten feet forward. And producing that diamond from one of his many pockets, will just turn and let Rava take control once again, directing the attack. Say Rava's with you, right? Yeah. I moved her. I just didn't want to keep moving the Dragonborn token on top of moving mine. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's fine. I can hide her. Nothing else, Steve. I'm lazy. I can hide that, too. There you go. Well, I was going to say, at this point, we know that Rava's on your head, so. Yeah, yeah. 
11 to hit. Uh, that is a miss. That's a miss. Burning, burning spell slots. So yeah, uh, that will be Quill's turn. Okay, then it is Ziggurat's turn. Ziggurat, this creepy worm-like creature, has just jumped out of the darkness at you, latched on, snapped at you, and then essentially squealed and scurried off into the darkness. Yeah, I'm going to cast Catapult at second level at it. Um, it needs to succeed on a dex 14 saving throw. As I like summon a, a rock about the size of my half of my head, five pound rock, and just bullet it at a near supersonic velocity towards the thing. And it deftly dodges out of the way. Yep, and that's just a hit or miss. Okay. Um, I am staying where I am. I'm not going to move or anything. So that's my turn. And then it would be Story's turn again. 5, 10, 15, 20. Do I see it? Yeah, you should have line of sight from there. Cool. I'm going to hit it with a crossbow. Surprise. Just like a fully ranged group of people. 24. Nice. That is a hit. And I don't get a sneak attack on this one. Well, here, I will do the damage. 10 damage. And with a loud squeal, your bolt punctures out through the other side of this worm-like creature, and it shudders and falls. Oh. Spewing brackish ichor from its beak. Black was that? Oh, and I'm just probably just covered in like lime and like got a hat. Well, um, what I was gonna say before it freaking lashed out at me with a tentacle, ugh, it was that that's a dead end over this way. <laughs> Real dead now. Did you want to do a check to check out the body? Oh, yeah, story's all over that. Yeah, Ziggurat, too. Yeah, Ziggurat's going to walk over and see, just figure out what was it that just leapt out at him and maybe look around its body for whatever it can he can find about it. Okay, so you can do, what is monstrosity fall under for checks? I think that's just, um, I think it's just a general investigation. Sure, yeah. Depends on like if you're trying to identify it or. Actually, you know what Ziggurat's gonna do? The Ziggurat's actually inclination is probably gonna be to look to see like what can he salvage and and sell from this thing, being that that's a lot of how his family made money. <laughs> uh, would that be a survival check? Yes. That'd be a nineteen. If you said for usable parts, y- sellable, or usable. Oh, sellable parts. Mm-hmm. Can you get a sense? And in the 19 is just to see, like, is there anything on this that he could, like, harvest and either leave here and carry with them on their way out? I was going to say, do you want to do that at advantage? But that's a good one. I mean, I'm helping you. I'm not looking for, like, things on it to see if it has, like, loot or anything. I'm actually just seeing what, what are viable components that he thinks he might be able to make a buck off of. So 19. 19. So you take its beak. How big is the beak? Like. Ziggurat's head size? No, it's it's probably 
like hand sized. It's two beak. Okay. Like two pincers. Part of parts of the beak, upper and lower man- mandibles. That's the word I'm looking for. Here we go. I mean, you might be able to get like yeah, I don't know what else you'd be able to get from that. Maybe the barbs on the end of its tentacles. Sure, I'll just add a squid beak to my inventory. There you go. I was going to try to show you guys a picture of this thing, but that's okay. We can wait till afterward. Okay, okay. then I'll do an investigation for anything that like is weird about something that Story may not think would be on an underground monster. Anything that might like prove that it's been eating things, or are we looking for something else and we just happen to kill Fluffy? Go ahead and roll your investigation. My adorable tentacled parrot, no. 17. 17, nice, okay. So, searching around, you start to suspect this might have been this thing's lair, or at least where it's been resting. You see some kind of almost like an owl pellet of undigestible items that it's collected from the creatures that it's ate and then spewed up. You find like a miner's pickaxe. You find just some odds and ends and then scattered about amongst like these scattering of bones and bits of metal from clothing and armor we'll say 70 silver and 45 gold nice and 100 copper pieces i was gonna say that's some beer money right there 70 silver not electrum and how many copper a uh, 100 i think i said right something like that all this is going on, probably standing off to the side, just back and forth, coaching with Rava. <laughs> so, so did we hit it? No, we didn't hit it. Well, that's not really useful. We need the ears, the fur. It doesn't really matter. Just, you know, point and I'll get it eventually. Yes, yes, Rava, I know this isn't exactly your job. But it's kind of, kind of is your job now. I, I love this kind of like dialogue that you and Rava have <laughs> just back and forth. Dory sees if, if there's like a little bit that looks tasty and she tries to give Rava a treat. Of this monstrosity? Of, of the Grick, I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure I'm sure this monstrosity probably tastes pretty foul. Yeah, probably. It's Oh it oh no, she wouldn't then. Yeah. If it smells like rot, she's not gonna do that to Rava. She takes out a little bit of of jerky or something and feeds it to Rava. Like the last little vestige of lamb stew. So Quill. Now that the creature's dead and you are in this area that you've assumed is its lair. The smell coming from this creature is not the same rotten smell that you smelled further up the tunnel. This is... definitely doesn't smell like those pumpkins outside. And I'm pretty sure I, I distinctly smelled something like that coming from this set of tunnels. I don't think this is what we were after. 
So you're saying that perhaps there's a bigger, better thing ahead? Ah, press on. So thank you all for listening to another episode of our actual play 5e D podcast in absentia you can find in absentia on whatever podcast app you want as always i am the gm your host steve and with me is john hi i'm john i can be found at seasonal bard on twitter and Anne. hi i've been Anne. i've been your kenku rogue and mark Hi, I've been Mark, and well, rather, I am Mark, and I've been <laughs> Zigrit, the Dragonborn Sorcerer. If you enjoyed listening to In Absentia, feel free to follow us here on Twitch. We'll probably continue to talk as we always unpack. If you're listening to this in podcast form, please consider hitting that subscribe button so you can get up-to-date downloads and notifications when new episodes come out if you really really loved what you heard tonight go to www.ubergeekmedia.com we do have a donate button if you're interested in giving some form of monetary donation to help us keep the lights on you can find me at ubergeekmedia if you want to reach out to me on twitter all of you wonderful listeners have a fantastic night Thanks for listening to episode 24, Pumpkin Pie in Your Eye. This was a really long recording, so we ended up having to cut it into two parts. Stay tuned to find out if the heroes save the little girl or get steamrolled by some horrific monster.